0: What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast for the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, as usual. I am Nick Fairbairn, and I am joined today by Alan Saunders. And folks, today we're going to talk, obviously, about the combine. Me and Alan are here in Indianapolis. We'll talk about Kenny Pickett's hand size, his testing, how he looked throwing the ball. It's a Kenny Pickett day today, folks. It's all coming up on this episode of Locked On Pit. <laughs>
1: You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the
0: Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a five-star review, give feedback, folks. And today... I introduce to you the great Alan Saunders, also known as one of my bosses. (laughs) What's up, Alan? What's up? Yeah, and it's great to have Alan on. I had Alan on as one of the first episodes of Lock on Pit. Haven't had him on since, but... It's been a while. It's been a while. I think last time I had you on, we were talking about Pitt's uh, opening game against UMass. So it's been a while, man. It's been a while.
1: (laughs) Some things have happened since
0: then. Most of them,
1: good, as long as we ignore the
0: basketball team. Yeah, as long as we ignore the basketball team, lots of good things I've talked about on here. <laughs>
1: should be Pitt's new marketing slogan. Everything's great as long as we ignore the basketball team. Yeah, as long as we ignore the basketball teams, I guess at this point, Alan. I thought, I thought Lance White and Company had an okay season. They, they they met my expectations anyway.
0: Well, regardless, you still want your basketball team, whether it's women's or men's, to win more than two conference games. And yes, I agree that there's more optimism there than there was that I thought, but. Still, two-win season in conference, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but Kenny Pickett, Allen, I mean, that has been – if there has been one thing that has changed since we have talked, I don't think any of us expected going into the 2021 season covering Pitt, we were going to talk about Kenny Pickett as a potential top 10 draft pick, which is where he's very possibly going to go at this point. Kenny Pickett, let, let, let me get your thoughts just on his season, his rise to this point, and, and what you know about Kenny right now. Well, I think he is a top-ten
1: pick, and I think he's a top-ten pick because he has established himself as a very safe draft pick. I, I think you can look at a guy like Malik Willis, and I think Malik Willis has a higher total upside. He has a lot more to wish on, but it's a wish. It's it's a maybe. And I, I just look at the guy like Kenny Pickett, and I see very few maybes. He is uh, unquestionably an incredible leader of men. He is unquestionably um, – an extremely smart football player when it comes to you know, being able to read an offense. He played in a pro-style offense at Pitt. He really commanded that offense, and that was really one of the biggest differences we saw in Kenny Pickett in 2021 was he demonstrated that command of the offense. He knew where people were supposed to be before they were there. He directed that offense. He just wasn't just a part of it uh, like he was before. And, and so if, if you have a player that has, has heart, has character, has knowledge – and has most of the skills that you're going to want at the position, there's an extremely high floor there. And I think when you look at the NFL, everybody needs quarterbacks. I think you're looking at a, a league where there's a lot of quarterbacks we've been talking about since the end of the 2021 NFL season about possibly moving teams. And I don't think very many of them are actually going to be moving. I think most of the teams that came into this offseason needing a quarterback are still going to have need a quarterback when we draft in April. And they're looking look at a guy like Kenny Pickett and say – we're pretty sure he's pretty good. Is he great? Is he a franchise quarterback? Is he Joe Burrow? Is Justin Herbert? I, I don't know. I, I think maybe, probably not. But but I think he's pretty good. I think he's probably in that next group below those guys. The the Kirk Cousins and the and the Derek Carrs and, and and you know and those guys you can win with. Uh, they may not be the sole reason you're winning. You probably have to put a good team around him. Um, But but you can win with those guys. And I think if you're a coach or you're a general manager and you look at the available options and you say, okay, I can take a chance on a really good player or I can take a pretty much sure thing. Yeah, I'm going to take Kenny Pickett. And I think that is what he's established in this last year is that he's had talent in the past. I remember arguing three, four years ago with, Penn State fans and UCF fans on Twitter that, yeah, look, this guy's every bit as good as a Trace McSorley or as a Dylan Gabriel or, you know, every other hotshot quarterback that came through. His talent has always been there. What he's established is that he's safe. And uh, in a risky world, people love that. And I think that's what makes him – that's the difference between him and every other quarterback in this class.
0: Especially the difference, I think, when you talk about the top quarterbacks between him and Malik Willis, which is Malik Willis is the wild card and essentially the guy that you are taking the big swing at, obviously the biggest, highest upside. Kenny doesn't have, I think, the higher ceiling, But and, I, and you and me have talked about this all week. I, I have given a defined ceiling what I think Kenny Pickett can be. if In his best traits, and he improves his pocket presence a little bit, I think that Kenny Pickett can be a very similar quarterback to Dak Prescott. I've, I've talked about that. I think that that's very true, and I think that's the type of quarterback we're talking about here with Kenny if he gets everything under control, if he learns to be a little bit more comfortable in that pocket. I know he's tough, but sometimes he gets out of that that backdoor area a little bit too early, and we saw that a little bit this year, create a little bit of pressure for himself. That's always been one of his issues. I think he got better at it this year, but still it's an issue, and and he'll have to improve that. And and I think that that's what Kenny has to work on moving forward. But I think, obviously, the one thing we have to talk about, and and I've talked about it 20 million times, I feel like, on here – dating back even to when Pitt was playing in the season when it became a clear issue and people were starting to trickle out about it, the hand size things. Well, folks, the the mystery is no more. Hold them up if, here, they look real big. Yeah. Both of our hand sizes are bigger than Kenny Pickett. Um, and that's the truth. But also, Kenny Pickett was reported at 8 and one fourth. He was obviously doing hand exercises, as I talked about yesterday. He is now up to 8 and a, and a half. Inch hands, and that's the official measurement for Kenny Pickett. Alan, your reaction to it and, and overall what you think about that.
1: I think a quarter-inch actually kind of matters because it puts Kenny in a group with some other people that have done it at the NFL level, right? Kyle Allen had eight-and-a-half-inch hands. Mike Vick had eight-and-a-half-inch hands. There's been quarterbacks that have done it at that level. You don't have to take someone and say no one's ever had – no general manager has to say to his owner, yeah, we're gonna draft a guy who's who's have smaller hands than every quarterback that's ever had success in the NFL. They can say they can defend the pick, right? They can say like, "Look, Mike Vick was great. Who the hell wouldn't want Mike Vick? Except for the off the field stuff, but on the field, Mike Vick's been one of the most dynamic quarterbacks the last twenty years in the NFL. Great, sign me up for him. hundred. I don't think they think it's gonna be Mike Vick, but." Uh, I don't think anybody ever had a problem with Mike Vick fumbling the football or Mike Vick being able to throw the ball hard enough or accurately enough. Like there were no there were no problems with the way Mike Vick held the the football. Even Kyle Allen, who was certainly not the same kind of player, it's not like you know, the the reason Kyle Allen didn't become a successful NFL quarterback is because he was just fumbling all over the place like they greased it. Like that wasn't the case. If if you had not told me, or if I had not read that Kyle Allen was the quarterback in the NFL right now that had the smallest hands. but I picked him? No, never in a million years. I've never known. No one would ever know. It, it's not a thing. The thing is that, you know, the, the reason that we measure hands, and I explained this on Twitter today, the reason that we measure hands is because you are projecting an ability that has been demonstrated with one ball to a different ball. And what you're, what you're saying when you say you have a quarterback with small hands is not that you can't do it with the bigger ball, It's that it's less certain, right? You're sure a quarterback with 10-inch hands, nine-and-a-half-inch hands, is going to be able to do everything that they did with that smaller ball with the bigger ball. You don't have to worry about Desmond Ritter, 10-inch hands. Sure, everything he did in college, we think he's going to be able to do in the pros. It just adds a little bit of uncertainty to making the projection on Kenny Pickett's ball-handling abilities, and that's both maintaining possession and throwing the ball – college of the pros. And that's one of the reasons why the senior bowl used the, big, the NFL football here at the combine when they're throwing the NFL football. It's not just a measurement. They're looking and watching to see what he's doing at the same time. All of that goes into it. That measurement is just a tiny little piece of it. But it it is not a good thing for Kenny Pickett to have that very small measurement. And it is this going to make him the 25th pick instead of the 6th pick? No. But you know it'll be one of those little things that teams add up and they have pluses and minuses when they're making their decision about a
0: play. I have some thoughts on that. Let me let you know, though, first, about Run Your Pool, because March Madness is only a few weeks away, and that means you need to start thinking about now when you're running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you going for the best? We've done our homework here on more running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or PickX. They have options to still score, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all the stuff you want to find at ESPN. Or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play along so your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you will ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. So if you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, Create your own goal and pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you. Folks, I know this is a time of year when you can get a little bit lax on your New Year's resolutions, but not this year telling you you can stick to those with the help of Built Bar. Have you ever tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you are now missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Folks, all the Built Bars, though, are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the Puffs, 100% real chocolate. But here's the thing. You can replace your candy bars with those bars because you get all the benefits of a protein bar. Low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein, everything you want. In a protein bar is here with built bar. So here's the offer. Go to built.com, use the promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your offer. Use the code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, folks, welcome back here to the Locked On Hit Podcast. We're continuing to talk about Kenny Pickett's hand size and Certainly Allen gave, I think, a lot of good points to the Kenny Pickett discussion. And and I kind of want to add on to that. You're talking about Kenny Pickett and and the plus and minuses as you're adding things up. This is going to be a distinction that they're going to use when coming down to, say, general manager versus head coach. If you are going with someone like Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis, for example, Malik Willis has all the physical traits. Now, obviously, there are things not in the favor of Malik Willis. There's the accuracy issues. There's obviously playing in structure. Malik Willis is a very raw football player. You're also not going to be able to play Malik Willis in 2022. He's raw. You're going to be able to play Kenny Pickett right away. Kenny Pickett is easily the most pro-ready quarterback. He can play right away. He can play right now. And then that's something that I think Kenny Pickett might have a one-up on everybody in this class. I'm not sure if there's anyone else that's going to be able to play day one. Maybe, and I mean maybe Sam Howe. But even him, he looks like a developmental piece. And here's the thing. So when you're looking at measurements like that, there are going to be some general managers, and I said like this yesterday, there are going to be some general managers that are out on Kenny Pickett because they have strict threshold sizes. It's, it's whatever. you know. They're going to have say, you have to have at least nine inch hands in order for you, uh, you to be our quarterback. So some are going to be out on Pickett. But those aren't going to be the teams that are going to be discussing him anyways. They knew he was going to have small hands. They've probably known for a year or two now. Kenny Pickett was never a serious discussion in their room or in their circle. So when you are talking about things like that, the fumble stats come up, right? 28 fumbles, I believe it is, since Kenny Pickett started his pick career. That's a lot of fumbles in that time. Um, but I think when you look at the hand size, he's been able to do it fine relatively through his pick career. He's played in bad weather. He did this year against UNC. Oh,
1: my God. We were talking, the, the, was it the 2018 season yeah. where it rained Every game at Heinz Field, every game it rained. Uh, He's been in plenty of bad weather. Yeah, and and it's not just fumbles are a part of it, but you need you know really um, you know it's throwing the ball just as much as it's holding on to it. And Kenny's been good at that. You saw the the terrible weather game against UNC this year that everybody keeps bringing up. Uh, You know, but he looked every bit as good in that game as Sam Howell did, and Sam Howell's. Three quarter of an inch longer hands, oh, wider. Sorry, does it matter? I don't know. I, I don't think there's going to be too many teams that we're considering Kenny Pickett that are going to see eight and a half and say no, we're out. I'm with you on that.
0: Yeah, I, I can't see it happening. I think that this is also. I'm not going to say it's insignificant. I think it is significant to a degree. I, I think it does matter. I, I don't think it's you know complete trash. I think people will throw it out there. It's not. It's made it's, up. Yeah, it's it's not made up, but. I've I've also seen this go around, and I, I'll say this: I think if Kenny Pickett is not a successful NFL quarterback, it will not be because of his hands. That's a hundred percent correct, and, and I and I truly believe that. That is my take on it. Uh, I think if you look at why Kenny Pickett will not be successful, it'll be it'll be because he starts to see ghosts, he starts to get paranoid in the pocket, so his mental process goes away, and he makes more mistakes than you ever thought he would. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Kenny if he gets into the worst case scenario, which is which is essentially a place that doesn't have a great O-line, that doesn't have anything around him, and he's going to have to be the, the guy to bear the brunt right away. That's like nightmare scenario for Kenny. But, the, but his hands aren't going to have any problem with it. We, we have seen this class, and we've seen guys throw, and we saw them throw today. And, and we saw Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, um, Carson Strong. We saw Malik Willis throw. Malik Willis was obviously very impressive today. But also we've seen Malik Willis on tape, and, and we've seen how erratic he can be. The one guy that has been slow and steady has improved every year on the accuracy front is the guy with the smallest hands in the class. And and Kenny Pickett was again today, I thought was the most accurate quarterback. I thought he looked dead on. I thought he looked cool, calm, and collected. It was a big stage for Kenny. And as you mentioned, people were going to watch him today to see how he threw the ball, how it came out of his hand, if he got it to where he needed it to be. And there was one throw that I remember on that, on a post corner route, about 40 yards down the field to the left sideline. And Kenny delivered a beautiful ball. We've seen him deliver many times to Jordan Addison, to Jared Wayne, to Taysier Mack, and it was just like old times. And I've seen Kenny Pickett do that throw many times over his career. I've seen him throw it off platform. I know that Kenny Pickett can make throws, and he looked the best out of everyone throwing the ball today. And I thought that was big for Kenny Pickett because I think that will ease a lot of concerns. If you're a team like the Broncos, for example, and and this was a team I uh, I wrote an article on earlier this week that – that Nathaniel Hackett essentially described Kenny Pickett in his interview. George Patone, on the other hand, was not as glowing about it. And there's a disconnect there. But I think this was a throwing display by Kenny Pickett today that a head coach like that can use to that GM like that and say, look at what he can do. The hand size is not going to hold him back. This guy has the goods to be a quality quarterback in the National Football League.
1: Yeah, and I wasn't really surprised that he looked like the best quarterback. I mean – that's what I expected. I expect Kenny Pickett to look like the best quarterback in this class. I think he is the best quarterback in this class. I think Willis has a higher upside, but I think Pickett's going to get taken first. And I think it's because of what I said earlier, because I think he's safe. I also think he happens to be a really good style fit with some teams early in the draft that need quarterbacks. I think Denver, he's a good fit for, like you just said. I think Carolina, his history with Matt Rule, I think he's a perfect fit there. I think Washington at 11. Uh, You had a story this week that says, Ron Rivera says, we need a veteran quarterback. Okay, well, I don't think there are that many veteran quarterbacks that are any good that are actually available. If you think you need a veteran quarterback, though, and you end up taking a rookie, which one are you going to take? Well, you're going to take Kenny Pickett, because he's the closest thing in the draft class that there is to a veteran. He's, He's a far more established, respected, polished player than any of these other options. So the idea to me of Pickett getting into the teens in this draft, I, I can't see it because he's safe. He's established himself as that. And, and teams want that. They, they want that presence that he has about them. And, I, and you know, Matt Corral wasn't at the Senior Bowl. I said at the time I didn't think it hurt him because I didn't think any of the quarterbacks really looked that great at the Senior Bowl. But I do think the teams are getting to know Kenny Pickett a little bit. Uh, he's been around a lot now. They have a lot of exposure with him. And he's a likable prospect. He's fiery. He's competitive. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's funny. Like He's what
0: you want to see and hear when you go into an interview.
1: And uh, I, I think he's doing really
0: well for himself. I agree, and we'll talk about his testing that we haven't talked about yet. He had a pretty good testing day, too. But first, let me let you know about Bet Online because football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, play, performance, props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. This season, folks, it's not just basketball because betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, folks, With break. We're back here talking, Kenny Pickett today combine episode obviously me and Alan are here covering this and otherwise this was really quite the pit land so Kenny Pickett is the focal point and obviously a national focal point as well but we got his testing today in prime time and obviously didn't come until later but Pickett did a pretty good job for himself I mean aside from what you saw with the hand measurements I thought his physical measurements other than that were extremely good uh, six foot three. this was a guy that I don't I don't think I expected him to come in lower uh, than six foot three, but this is a short class. like just looking at Corral, how those guys are closer to six foot. Kenny Pickett is one of the bigger quarterbacks in this class. 217,' pretty much the way he's been the whole time. But also 47340 official. Not bad for Kenny Pickett, a 33 and a half vertical jump and a 121 broad jump, which is about 10 and one, I think. So that's 10 feet, one inches for Kenny Pickett. A little bit of explosiveness there. Obviously, did not test like a Desmond Ritter did. Ritter tested off the charts. But when you look at the athletic charts for the rest of the guys that did test and did everything, Kenny Pickett was easily the second most athletic quarterback here. Kenny Pickett looked pretty good, and I think it's a good time for him overall.
1: Yeah, I don't have a problem with the time. I don't think the 40 really matters because, like, When's Kenny Pickett running 40 yards? Like, I mean, we saw it at like, for us to guess. That's not going to happen more than once or twice a season. And really, for Pickett, I mean, his speed is not – when you're a quarterback like Kenny Pickett, where, like, the majority of the time, majority of the time, you're going to be running is not going to be design runs, but scrambles. Okay, Your speed doesn't come from your legs. Your speed comes from your mind. Where do you feel – when do you feel the rush? When do you make the correct decision to run? And then do you go for it without restraint? Like we've seen Pickett be good at two of those three things pretty regularly, especially the second two, where like when he decides to run, he goes for it and he gets where he wants to go. He makes a first down. Remember that Clemson game earlier this year where he was scrambling at the end? Uh, it, you don't have to be fast if you're good at those things. You just have to have usable athleticism. And that's really what he displayed here. 4-7. 10-foot uh, broad, 33 verticals, actually pretty good. I don't know when a quarterback's ever going to make a vertical jump, but that hey, he showed enough athleticism that if you trust his instincts and say he knows when to run and he's going to go for it, then he'll be able to take advantage of defenses. We've seen Daniel Jones take advantage of defenses in the NFL from time to time because he has a really good internal decision-making process of, okay, where's the defense, where's my line, where are my blockers downfield? Where's the hole? Can I go? Okay, here we go. Boom. I think, I, I don't know what Dan Jones 40 time was off the top of my head, but I feel like Pickett pretty comfortably put himself in that kind of conversation where he's not going to be your Mark Jackson. It's not going to be your Patrick Mahomes or your Kyler Murray, where he's an athlete making people miss downfield. But if he can get his mental processes in the pocket and leaving the pocket correct,
0: he's going to be a usable asset with his legs. Jones, by the way, ran a four eight one. So, so Kenny, Kenny is, is a tenth of a second better essentially than Daniel Jones and, and significantly so. Four seven three for Kenny is about the time you would expect. Um the, the I think the underficial out on a four six seven. So a little bit down from that. four six seven would have been an amazing time for Pickett. Um, but I, I think you're right. I, I think that's the only thing in in this league. I think you know, some teams will look for the Lamar's and they'll get that in Malik willis or Clearly, as he's shown today, Desmond Ritter can run the football. He didn't do it much at Cincinnati, but he ran very well for a quarterback. I mean, I know the unofficial was officially four four nine, which is unbelievable. One of the fastest we've ever seen at the, at the Combine. Uh, and that turned out to be very close. 4-5-2 for Desmond Ritter is really good. Um, but, but here's the thing. Kenny – can do maybe every now and then a design quarterback run. You know, we saw him at the Clemson game also do a a quarterback power that caught everybody off guard. But the big thing about Kenny, and it's one of his strengths, and it's always been one of his strengths, is his ability to create off script. That's been the big thing. He's been able to create off script. Not only does he create off script, because some guys will just run around and do nothing. He's able to keep his eyes downfield, decide when to run, decide when to throw it away, but more importantly, the ability to throw off platform. He can throw off many different platforms. And this is also something for a guy with his arm strength. It's, it's average. It's not great. He doesn't have great arm strength. But when you look at what he actually does off platform, he's great off platform. He's very accurate doing it. And he can do it from a variety of different arm angles, which is really weird for a guy at his arm strength. There's really not a comparable guy that throws like him with the arm angles that he does. You know, Patrick Mahomes does that. Justin Herbert does that. Well, Lamar does that a ton. Um, you'll see guys like that throw with different arm angles. You'll see the new age guys like that. Kenny Pickett is kind of a usable athletic guy, but he can throw off platform. He can do many different things off balance. He's really unique in that way. I think that's part of what makes him so pro ready is because even when you don't create things in structure, he can bail you out of that.
1: Yeah, I think when people think of a safe player, they think boring, right? But that's not really a synonym here. Pickett can be an exciting player, which means doing stuff out of script, out of platform, scramble, drill. You know, I think, you know, maybe not to the same extent, but like early career Ben Roethlisberger, right, where he was, was a backyard quarterback. Kenny Pickett has shown that backyard quarterback ability where he can go make stuff up on the fly, uh, you know, point their receivers downfield, deciding when to run and when to throw. Uh, moving to his left, which is something that a lot of quarterbacks are really, really uncomfortable with. Kenny really added that to his game in the last couple of years. I think he's a lot better at that than he was when he first started. Uh, so, yeah, I think the athleticism is is a bonus for him because he has the in-the-pocket traits that people can feel like they can rely on, and then you add that on top of it. I think it was a low-pressure day for him today because he wasn't going to screw up his draft stock no matter what he ran. I think he did very well
0: for himself. Yeah, I think he did well for himself, too. I I don't think he dropped. I I don't think he's raising past anybody either here. I don't think that draft stock's going up because I I think the ceiling for Kenny Pickett here, what we're talking about is number six overall to the Carolina Panthers, and you've talked about that. Matt Rule, that connection. Again, another article I wrote this week essentially connects them very well. And and we we were down in Mobile, and you and I talked to enough people around there and here as well. To understand, that's a very badly kept secret of how much Matt Rule wants to get Kenny Pickett in the blue and teal. So not a bad fit for him at all. I mean, there are a ton of good fits for him. I don't know if I love that fit completely for him. They don't really have much around him. They have good receivers, but the O-line kind of sucks. Um, but And I think Kenny Pickett ideally would go to a place that has a solid O-line. Um, But I think when you look at Kenny and what he did today for himself, Again, I think he was the most polished thrower of the football. He wasn't the most exciting thrower of the football, but he was steady solid. Obviously, the most exciting thrower of the football was undoubtedly Malik Willis. Uh, the Tools were all there, but I think he tested well. I think he showcased rebuttals to the hand size argument by throwing as well as he did today. And, and I, again, I, I'm not just talking about you know the quick stuff. He, he obviously got the quick stuff out on time and in rhythm, but it, it was the deep ball today. His deep ball looked beautiful today. And that's that was something that he really worked on this offseason and I thought really improved. And I think that's what's going to make him as a draft prospect at least open up a little bit because he has the ability. It's in a two-high league now, of course. And I think Pickett's really going to thrive in a two-high league. But I think he also has that ability to to go over the top and and get you those explosive plays. Again, average arm strength, but he can really rip it 50 yards downfield and get it there in stride. Yeah,
1: and I think, you know, that's – that's what it's all about that's that's what people are looking for at the end of the day and um you know i don't think there's a lot of competition for that in this class i mean there's a lot of maybe ritter but there's a lot of unfinished products there aren't a lot of guys that have been there and done that where you're looking at the tools that they showed on the field today and then you look at the tape and it's the same guy you know and it's not just the same guy in the highlight reel, but it's the same guy when he's at his best and when he's at his worst. I, I think that's what it's all
0: about. I absolutely do as well. All right, Alan, tell them where they can find your stuff, where you can read your stuff, all that good shebang. Go.
1: Well, I'm right here at Saunders underscore PGH. Follow me on Twitter where I'm hilarious. And then also I, I write about football uh, at Steelers now and Pittsburgh Sports now and uh, all kinds of other stuff there as well and and uh, help run the whole site and and uh, Me and Nick have been out here at the combine since the very beginning. We're going to be here till the very end. We are filling Steelers now with with content about the about the Steelers picks, about the local guys, about uh, the NFL at large, uh, and what's going to happen with, at the draft ahead of the Steelers. And, and so, uh, it's really great stuff. You got to check it out.
0: Yeah, and, and also Pittsburgh Sports now will have specific pit nuggets that I've gathered about Coach Underwood, Coach Signetti. Yeah. Um, we'll have we'll have other guys as well, certainly. Later in the week as well, you know, uh, we'll have Damari Mathis and Cal Adamitis when they talk. And so we'll get all those pit guys going and, and it won't stop. So continue to, to watch that and make sure to go follow Alan. Folks, as always, thanks you for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. And as I end it, always here, hail to pit.